Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy Soso, in case you ain't know so, and welcome back to another episode of Sports with Soso. Make sure you guys are subscribed and reviewing the podcast on all streaming platforms. Make sure you check us out on YouTube and follow us on social media as we keep you up to date with the latest in sports. This week, another dope episode. Man, we kick it off with NBA free agency, especially since the Heat have been so active. So, Heat fans, you know what time it is. Joel and Sosa are going to break it down for you. It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yo, what a crazy, crazy, like, crazy time right now to be a freaking Heat fan. It hurts me to not be in the studio with you right now, bro, recording this live because we got plenty to talk about, but I'm glad we're at least having the conversation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Man, the intro said it all. This is the Miami Heat edition of NBA Free Agency. <laughs> and I personally, Joel, I didn't think that we, the Heat would be as active as they were off rip. Like I kind of expected them to make a move or two, but damn, Pat Riley done pulled all the triggers, man. Yeah, it's been a lot of action. I mean, ever since free agency kicked off on Monday, you know, there's been a lot of moves around the league and you never want to see your team be the one that's left behind, not making any moves. And, and we, uh, we've definitely been making some moves, man. Yeah, bro. Let's start off at the top. The biggest move of all the heat, and first things first, we re-sign, we make the team option with Drajek official. That puts him on the books for 19 mil for this upcoming season. And we essentially use that contract, Drajek's contract, and presses Achua to get Kyle Lowry, point guard from the former Toronto Knicks, uh, Toronto Raptors. And you know me, bro. I've been going like crazy banging the drum screaming from the top of buildings that the heat needed to get an elite point guard and bro we did that because for for all the negative stuff that people want to point to about Kyle Lowry's last season right you got to remember two things number one Toronto was playing in Tampa they weren't even playing in their home state or home arena or anything like that for that whole entire NBA COVID season and there was a lot of uncertainty around his future. You know, it's hard to go out there and give it your best when you don't know where you're going to be at six months from now. The team is possibly considering trading you during the trade deadline and then you end up staying. So there was a lot of deciding like other uh, outer circumstances that were really probably affecting his play. But if you're a basketball fan, you know for sure what this guy brings to the table. And this guy is one of those, elite point guards and the heat you know they facilitate facilitate that sign and trade with toronto to get lowry and all it cost us was drogic and precious and precious was a development project from the get-go so it doesn't really hurt that much but man losing drogic kind of sucks but we knew it was gonna happen and if it's to get a better player like lowry um, you know you got to give something up to get something and i feel like that he got the better of that of that trade right there I feel like Pat Riley was listening to you on this show a few months back when you were saying you wanted Cal Lowry. 
and I was going against you saying, nah, man, I don't think that that's the guy for our squad. And here we are in uh, in August, and it's it's a reality now. I mean, we, we got him. Um, you know, obviously you sold me on it. You know, you, you make a good case for the point guard game and where, you know, where it all starts with a great point guard. Lowry's a proven point guard in the East. He's an NBA champion. Uh, you know, he, he had a, a really good tenure with the Raptors and you know, we, we, we saw what he was able to do there. Uh, even after DeMar left and, you know, he got Kawhi, he, you know, he fit his role and he was able to, to bring, you know, um, a lot to the table as far as scoring. And that's exactly what we need, man. We, we were, we were, you know, struggling on the, on the offensive side, um, which another move that the Heat made, which I, I like personally was re-signing. Uh, Duncan Robinson giving him a, a five-year, $90 million contract. Which is, uh, so. <clears throat> that move, I'm glad you brought it up, bro, because I personally was against giving him $20 million per year. And that's what a lot of the reports were saying, you know, that he was going to get four for 80 or something like that. And I was like, damn, not that I don't see the value in Duncan, but it's hard to pay that much money for offense. And that's essentially what he is. He's probably the second best, if not the best, three-point shooter in the game right now. And in order to keep that, we had to overpay. And maybe we, di- we didn't really overpay because that fourth and fifth year, those options are always, you know, flexible when it comes to opting in, opting out, and how great of a season he's had. But locking in Duncan was, was key because – we didn't know where we we're gonna get that extra offense that the Heat needed, and keeping him is definitely gonna, if not improve the offense, definitely keep it at the same level, right? Where it's like, all right, at least we have this. We we covered three point shooting. We have a great shooter. We don't have to worry about that part. Well, we we rewarded greatness, you know, and I and I don't I don't want to throw that term around loosely, you know, because I still think there's a lot, you know, for Duncan to develop in, in his career. But, I mean, what the kid's done, being an undrafted player uh, in this league and and what he's done from the three-point line for the Miami Heat, setting records, you know, in his rookie season and, you know, just keeping that going this past season when we needed him. He was one of the the few shining lights outside of Jimmy and Bam was Duncan, you know, when he would deliver his 20, 30 points a night uh, on any given night, you know. And he's he's one of the the greatest Heat three-point shooters, you know, we've ever seen. So, I like the move. You know, he's young. Um, he, he's shown us what, what he can do. And, you know, it, sh- it shows that we're, we're invested in, in this offensive um, path, right? We're trying to get, we're trying to get buckets, bro. And it doesn't happen unless we got shooters and we just signed, re-signed one of the best shooters in the league right now. And we got a point guard direct. So all while maintaining our number one, Jimmy Butler and giving him a max contract. Let's, let's talk about that Jimmy Butler extension, man, because a lot of people were like, Oh, you know, he's older now. He's same thing that they were saying about Kyle Lauer. He's 35. He's in young thirties. Like how much longer? It's like, yo, Chris Paul just showed that if you're a smart basketball player, keep your body in shape and, and pay attention to the things that help you have that longevity in basketball, then you can still produce at that age. Hell, we see LeBron James at damn near 38 years old still being the best player, one of the best players in the league. So that age thing is not the same thing that it was 10, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Even 20 years ago. Like, now players are, you know, they're able to go deeper into the careers and still produce at a very high level. Us signing Jimmy to that extension, that just shows, A, that we're investing in his leadership, right? To say, hey, everybody knows that J- 
Jimmy is the man here. He may not be the best player. We have Bam. We have uh, Kyle Lowry. We have Duncan. We have Hero. Any one of these guys can pop off and do something. But the heart and soul comes from Jimmy. The attitude is going to come from Jimmy. The defensive work ethic is going to come from Jimmy. All of the stuff that is quote-unquote heat culture, Jimmy is going to be the one to lead by example. So, man, I think Pat really is playing chess out here while some of these other teams are playing checkers because he just made moves for the long run. So even if the Lowry deal is over in two and a half years, Jimmy's still here, and that's still a piece that we can build around. You know, Bam will be even more into his prime at the end of Jimmy's contract. So, like, right. if you look at it from that point of view, you're like, all right, the Heat are, are making short-term investments, right, saying, hey, we're going to win now. But we're also looking down the field, down the road a little bit to be like, yo, we got to keep our main guys here so that we have these pieces either to move or to build on for en- at any given time. $184 million, bro. Four years. That's crazy that these guys are getting this type of money now, man. And he deserves it, though, man. I mean, a guy like Jimmy Butler, you know, granted this past season wasn't what we wanted, but it wasn't Jimmy's fault. You know, Jimmy Jimmy did what Jimmy does, man, and it was around him where we failed as a team to put the pieces around him. And we go out now, we go get Lowry, we re-sign Duncan for him. We got Bam. All right, he's not going nowhere. But not only do we do that, but we now we strengthen up the defensive side of the ball for the guy to help him out when he's down there banging and clanging. And we go and sign a guy in PJ Tucker, who's the reigning, uh, you know, NBA champion right now, and he's been a proven, you know, even though he's a smaller big man, he's a, he, he's a proven dog, but down low, man. So, how, how do you feel about that PJ Tucker signing? To be honest, Jay, I was really floored by it, man, because. You know, I I told my wife today, I was like, man, I didn't see this coming. (laughs) I didn't see the P.J. Tucker signing coming because we knew that we needed size. We knew we needed defense, right? The the gap left by Jay Crowder here was huge. And Ariza and whoever else that we signed last year to kind of like fill it in did not pan out at all. We took a major L with Ariza, you know? And now that we signed Tucker, it's like, okay, A, this guy's like defensive beast, mastermind when it comes to it. He's very smart and plays with a lot of passion. He's obviously a team guy because we've seen him in different teams, different organizations, and always be successful. Not necessarily win a championship, but have his teammates look up to him, be a, a contributor to the offense and defense in whatever capacity. So this is a glue guy. This is a guy that, you you know, when when other teams look at it, be like, damn, I hate when we play the Heat, man. Stupid P.J. Tucker's always deeing us up or he's always locking us. That's the type of guy that we got. We have somebody that when he's on your team, you love him to death. And when he's not on your team and playing against you, you hate him because of how good he is at disruption you know and pj tucker is a disruptor bro he's gonna be able to just bully teams bully players uh you know not let other teams pick on our guys like he'll have heroes back he'll have duncan's back who don't look like two aggressive guys pj tucker is just you know a great great team guy and he needed that bro because we lacked it hardcore no, and I, I love I love the comparison you made to to James James Jay uh, Crowder because that was a guy that we missed. At least I mean, you know, I missed him. No, we you all know, missed this him. year. Yeah, I mean the clutch plays. Uh, 
you know, the, the, the rebounds, the shoot, the three-point shooting. P.J. Tucker's a guy that reminds me a lot of Jay Crowder, man, and that style of play. Yeah. No, for sure. And, you know, to tie it in together with those other guys that we were talking about, P.J. Tucker has a history of playing with Kyle Lowry. They play together in Toronto. They're familiar. Uh, Kyle Lowry is really good friends with Jimmy Butler. Everybody knows that. So there's a lot of chemistry already built in there because there's a trust in that brotherhood. Bam just spent some time playing overseas, you know, and he's got to experience playing with other superstars. So now when he gets back here and he's like, oh, shit, we got Duncan. Damn, we got P.J. Tucker, too. Oh, look at this top-notch point guard, which is probably the best point guard I've ever played with. Now he's a heat. Oh, I'm I'm about to go off. And maybe this is the spark or the, the pieces that we needed to surround Bam in order to see him elevate his potential because we saw it, right? Every year he's improved. He went from averaging 15 points to now uh, and, and 10 rebounds to 17 points to 10 rebounds. In the playoffs, we saw him make that jump at, at certain points of the season where he was averaging 20 and 12, 22 and 12. So he's trending in the right direction. And you know this because I was calling for it in the playoffs. I want to see him make that jump offensively and, you know, add to his points per game and average 25 points per game this season. Having Lowry there, having a P.J. Tucker there, having Duncan back, having uh, Jimmy there for another season, that's just going to help him grow so much. And I really hope that it's what springboards him into being an NBA great player you know where everybody's like yo for sure bam is an all-star for sure this guy's top 10 player in the nba right now i hope so i hope that you know he goes back to that that trend where we saw last year he kind of regressed a little bit this year i think um you know in his style of play and and what he 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 brought to the table but we we were finalizing or i think it should be final by now a deal to uh, acquire marquise morris from the lakers and that right there, I mean, that that's something that's perfect for the development of a guy like Bam. You know what I mean? Like Morris has a little bit more experience. Uh, you know, they play the pretty much the same position. He's, he has more of an outside shot, but he's a guy that can come in there when Bam needs the rest and hold it down for us and put up double-digit points, you know. Not 20, 30 points, but he can put up 10, 15 points and have 8, 10 rebounds easily and helping, helping Bam so that he's not overworked. For sure. And look, it's something that we knew was a, a problem last year, right? Rebounding and, and having height. That 100%. Morris guy, you know, that Morris guy is going to help out with that. PJ Tucker is going to help out with the rebounding and defending. And we re signed Deadman, who I thought was a very valuable piece to come off the bench and just give you good minutes or give you at least six fouls against an Embiid, you know, a, a tall guy who's, uh, who's going to be able to like, you know, shoot and dribble and pack the paint. We have all these different type of bodies defensively that we can put together a good defensive unit and say, you know what, we're going to go big and strong and have Bam be like the third smallest guy on the floor with a P.J. Tucker out there with who's not that tall, but even a Marquise Morris who's pretty tall and Deadman who's pretty tall. And having, having those four guys on the floor at the same time is a pretty tough defensive lineup. And now you throw a guy like Jimmy on there as the fifth guy Bro, we we got a killer death squad when it comes to defense and having options to throw at teams to be like, you know what, your guy's popping off, we're going to go this. Oh, you guys are killing us when you go small, we're going to go big. And just figure it out that way, which is something that was seriously, seriously slacking last year, bro. We did not have any type of size. We didn't have any type of consistent rebounding except for Bam. And now we have, you know, in my opinion, 
really, really good pieces that can complement him in that area. Yeah, I agree. I agree. One thing I wanted to ask you, though, bro, I know we got, you know, we say goodbye to the Dragon. <clears throat> you know, we, we appreciate everything he did for us, uh, you know, not just for the team, but for the city and, you know, and everything in between. Um, but we lose him and uh, we get Lowry, but we also lost another point guard and Kendrick Lund, who ended up signing with the Lakers. How do you feel about that? Man, um, first things first, let's let's talk about Dragon, right? We owe that guy as a community a lot because Dragon came here when literally the shit hit the fan. Bosch got uh, resigned, LeBron left, Wade was up in the air, and Pat was able to bring in Drogic from Phoenix where he was balling and say, you know what, come down here, play with Chris Bosch, play with Dwayne Wade, and let's see how it goes. And I really think that trio could have made some big noise in the East had Bosch not had that illness with his blood clots and stuff. Um, Dragon really, you know, exemplified what he culture is really about, man. He always played with hard grit, never gave up, never backed down from any opponent, from any challenge, all while being a great, ambassador with the fans you know like he would talk spanish he would do the skits and do all the stuff you would see him in the city and anybody who saw him would stop and say hey what's up and he would always you know say hello back to the fans sign a couple autographs always gave real realistic interviews and you can tell that he laid his like body on the line for the heat and we have to appreciate that as hardcore heat fans because not everybody who comes to the heat have have done it or done it well and dragon is definitely one of those guys i really feel like at some point we got to retire his number or or do something to commemorate him because yo dragon is that guy man and he he really held the heat down so on behalf of miami dragon we thank you bro we know that you're your career's not done. You're going to be able to go help another team, and we're, we're all rooting for you, bro, because, damn, you were the man down here, and we and we loved you. Uh, Wish you best of luck with the Raptors, homie. For real. And wherever he ends up, you know, because the rumor is now that Toronto's going to flip him and try to get him to Dallas where he can reunite with his Slovenian brother, Luca. Luca. Yeah. That'd be insane. That'd be really good for him. I think that would be really good for Luca's development too, you know, and and obviously a, a good change of scenery for for Dragon, where he can be like right. a mentor. Um, right. with, with with Kendrick Nunn, I kind of I'm kind of disappointed because I thought that the Heat would be able to re-sign him or that he would want to stay here and get re-signed, but they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay him, you know, and that was obvious because. He was just so inconsistent when it came to his offense and his health and and being defensively, you know, accountable. All those three things hardly ever lined up for him. So I don't know if the Heat were willing to invest. Obviously, they weren't willing to invest in him like that and say, yeah, you know what, Kendrick, we believe in you in the next three years because he hasn't proven it as Duncan proved it, as a guy like Hero has proven it already in just two seasons in limited time. So it's not surprising that the Heat didn't make that that decision to re-sign him, but him joining the Lakers, I don't know, man. That's kind of whack because I feel like a lot of guys are going over there just to chase that, that notoriety of 
playing with LeBron, playing with Westbrook, being on the on the Lakers and trying to win a championship, which I guess is cool and it's something that the Heat are building here too. But I don't know, man. I don't feel like it's going to hurt us that much. You know, we have a lot of guards. Some could say that we were heavy on guards. And look, we even kept two of our other guards. We kept Gabe Vincent on the squad. We also kept Matt Strauss on the squad. So I don't know if there was a place for him here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he was going to run out of, of minutes with people behind him pushing him to play better and him not delivering. I don't think – I think that he ended well, up doing the right thing pretty much. I uh, they the two guys that you just mentioned right there, Stress and and Gabe Vincent. I, I put none above both those guys. I mean, none is a guy that eighteen months ago was in the running for Rookie of the Year. You know, he was putting the, the heat on his back up until he, that twenty twenty playoff where he just kind of vanished a little bit. You know, right after <laughs> excuse me when the pandemic started, where uh, it came back, I should say in the bubble, like he was just non-existent. But he kind of found his way again this year. And, you know, for me, it's kinda, it kind of sucks. It would have been nice to have none as that, that backup experience point guard. You know, I would have rather done away with, with those two other guys. Instead, we actually gave Max Struss, uh, Struess some money. I think it was like a two-year deal. Not so much. It was like two years for like $5 million or mm-hmm. something like that. But, you know, um, I like none, man. I like how he played. It would have been nice. But, yeah, to your point, everybody's going to L.A., man, to go ride that wave with King James. And Everybody. it's crazy. It's if you guys don't know, <clears throat> Russell Westbrook uh, was lord over there. So now you got Russell Westbrook, you got Anthony Davis, and of course LeBron James. Um, but then now you throw in Kendrick Nunn, which that's <laughs> the bottom of the barrel for the Lakers additions. They also got Carmelo Anthony, who's LeBron's longtime friend. Right? They got drafted back in all three together. Melo has obviously not had the career that LeBron has, so this is his final attempt at getting a ring. Yeah. Uh, they got who, one of our guys from this past year that we signed, Trevor Ariza. Um, they re-signed Dwight Howard again. I mean, you know, they're just they're, – I think they, they have eight players on their roster right now that are over th- the age of 32. Yep. So it's, it's like a retirement age, home over there. Their average age is 33 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you could you could look at that in two ways and be like, wow, you know, veteran-laden team, very experienced. Or you could look at it and say, wow, these guys are one injury away from being done. Because, that shit's awesome. You know, yeah, you can count, again, you can count on Westbrook. You can count on LeBron. Um, if AD can stay healthy, then you can count on him too. But can they all stay healthy long enough? Carmelo, can he stay healthy None. We've just talked about his injuries that he's had and how it affected his play. Is he going to be able to be that consistent for for LA? I, I don't know. Everybody's obviously hyped, you know, because the the additions that they made. But it kind of reminds me of those Heat teams when we first started the Big Three era, where it was just like, all right, we signed Bosh, we got LeBron, and we have Wade. Let's just figure out the rest of it, you know, and sign a bunch of guys and see what sticks. Granted, it got us far. We we made the finals that first year together, but you could you could tell that the team wasn't built right because it was just put together. I think that's what the Lakers are doing. They're just putting their team together. You know what I mean? It's not like they're building and saying, "Well, we got this piece. Let's build on this. Let's build on that." They were like, "Who's available? Who can we get?" All right, let's go. Let's sign them. I don't see those guys winning the championship this year. Obviously, they're going to be the favorites because anytime you have LeBron, Westbrook, and AD, that team should be. The favorite, but I don't know, man. I'm I'm more of a, on a wait and see approach with the Lakers. Even even with the Bulls, you know, the Bulls made some moves. They got the Rosen. They they got 
Lonzo. Lonzo Ball. They signed. They got Caruso from the Lakers. So they're slowly, you know, putting pieces together to try to compete because they had that young that young point guard, uh, white kid. Um, he's he's nasty and he's was an explosive rookie. You know, Markkanen. Yeah. No, no, no. I think uh, they're trying to trade him. Yeah. No, no, no. I was talking about their point guard. It's uh, Zach Levine. Nah, nah. They have a a point guard, Kobe White, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The dude with the big pro. Yeah, that kid's nasty. He's nasty, you know. So, again, that's some youth with that's promising. You put some veteran leadership in there and some players that can add to the team and the Bulls can possibly be challenging, you know, for, for a playoff spot. And I feel, I'm not too worried about the Bulls. Me neither, you know. But I was just thinking about it. You know, we just took Tucker away from the Bucks. I wonder how they're going to bounce back because it's it's tough to stay at the top of the hill when when you're the king, right? They're going to have to make some moves to kind of like, you know, recuperate that loss and Brooklyn too, because I feel like Brooklyn has to look in the mirror and say, shit. You know that Miami team is a little bit closer than what I than what I saw them being last year, and they're definitely passing Boston. We I don't all- know Milwaukee. Milwaukee still has their core. I mean, they got Giannis. He ain't going nowhere. Right. They got right. Middleton. They re-signed Portis. Actually, he re-signed with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Drew. Um, so I mean, I think they. You know, PJ is the type of guy like we love that kind of guy that comes in and just kind of plugs and plays. And you know, I, I, guys like that, unfortunately, they are expendable. So I, I think Milwaukee will be, a fine, be fine. You know, they'll find somebody there to replace him. And then as far as the Nets, I mean, the Nets were were, were two inches away from, from being in the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, two injuries away. Or in the away. Finals, I should say. Uh, yeah, and two finals away. And two injuries away, I should say, from being in the Finals. So um, they're, they're right there. I think they're they're all right with their team. You know, I think it's us. I think after this, this disappointing season, it's up to us, man. It's really us against us to, to, to get there. And to achieve what we want to achieve, and that's to get another NBA title. For sure. For sure. I agree with you, man. And, you know, to tie it back to the beginning, Lowry is going to be that difference maker for us. He's going to be that difference maker because he's a big shot maker. Um, He's really good shooting from three-point. He's a dog on defense. He's a bigger point guard than Drogic was. So we're not going to have that issue where our guards are getting exposed or our weakest link. We're going to be able to better protect a guy like Duncan when he's on the floor because we'll have four defensive guys on the floor at all times. So, you know, or hero, right. So, man, that Lowry pick is going to be huge. And I really think it's going to help just steady the offense. And and that's probably a reason why we haven't seen the offense go crazy or score as much as they can, right, because they don't have somebody who, who can consistently set up the offense, control the, the the pace of play, control who's getting what shots, play aggressive and, and make really good passes. I, I don't know, man. I, I really haven't seen a point guard like this in a Miami Heat uniform for a real, real long time. So I'm excited to see what it's going to do for everybody else. I know what Lowry's going to bring to the table. You know, I'm, I'm expecting this guy to average at least 20 points per game out here because he's going to be able to hit those shots because we don't have a lot of people to take those shots. But I'm really interested what he's going to do for Jimmy's game, 
what he's going to do for Bam's game and even Duncan's game because Duncan is going to be able to run those screens and run around and do those Ray Allen, like, pop jumpers and stuff like that and really kill it because he knows that the pass that's coming from Lowry or a Butler is going to be fire. And teams are not going to be able to key on whoever is making that pass because that person making the pass is not going to be extremely dangerous, which is Kyle Lowry. I don't know, man. It, I feel like that was the biggest move. And I saw some shit on ESPN that said, like, oh, he got a C for signing these people. And I'm like, okay, whatever that means. It's like, it doesn't matter right now as far as grades go. In my opinion, it's addressing weaknesses. And the major weakness for the Heat was point guard play. Like, there's no doubt about it. That and rebounding. L- let me let me tie it back to you real quick. I thought about something when when... We were making all these heat, uh, these moves and stuff. I'm like, yo, at this point, I know that a guy like Danny Green is still available. A guy like Lou Williams is available. Do you think that he go after somebody like that just to kind of say, you know what, we need this extra veteran piece in order to make a real run at the Eastern Conference Finals? Maybe not the championship, but at least the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I mean, the, the responsible answer is I have no idea because – the way that he has been spending money right now, I don't even know what we have left, what there's room for, you know, to go out there and sign, you know, anybody. Obviously, it would be for somebody, one of those fringe guys, it would be a year, you know, a one-year contract or maybe a two-year deal with a second-year option or something like that. But I really don't know. I don't know what position we're in to kind of go out and do that. I know we didn't really have anything for the draft that happened. Um, you know, I, obviously we, we still have our players in the G League that can always come up. We do well with that. So obviously where Duncan came out of, so you, you can't ever count that program short um, or out of it. But I don't know. I just, I hope that we're not done, man. I, you know, I, Morris was the most recent one that, you know, we kind of both talked about that before we started recording and uh, we liked that addition. You know, we that's something that came out of nowhere that wasn't even on our radar. And it's here it is, you know, now we got PJ Tucker, we got Morris, we got size, we got strength, you know, so I, I hope that we're not done, man. If we can add, you know, one more piece, well, I, I think one more big man, uh, a true center or something like that. I mean, that, that'd be, that'd be huge. Damn. Cause you think we need a true center? I, There's I, one I, out I, there. There's I, one I, out I, there. Man. Who do you got in mind? Is it the disgruntled uh, Philadelphia 76er or somebody else? Nah, man. A guy that's near and dear to your heart. He's an actual free agent right now. Nobody, nobody signed him so far. Who's that? Your boy Hassan Whiteside, bro. Oh, bro, get that guy out of my face, bro. <laughs> I hate that guy. Yo, but real, real talk, real talk. I would right. not sign him. I'd rather go small. You'd rather go small. I wouldn't sign him. He's a cancer. He is a cancer. But you know something that we that I was looking at. He's not as tall, but maybe we can get like a Paul Millsap type, a little bit shorter, big body, could defend. Again, he's not a real center because there's not a lot of real centers out there left, you know. There are, man. There are. There aren't. Problem. And that's why I feel like signing Deadman, Deadman was huge for us because he's already familiar down here. And he's already. He had good minutes in the short time that you had with us this season. Absolutely. And he was always active, you know what I'm saying, with the blocks and getting double-digit rebounds and in the, in the, like, 30 games that he played, he had, like, double-digit rebounds, like, 12 times. Like, come on, dude. This is a guy who just coming off the bench just to grab boards. He's not even worried about, you know, setting a pick or anything. That guy just wants to grab every single rebound available. It's crazy. I mean, let's see, bro. We, I, I really, really feel like Pat 
made up for last season's moves, right? Everybody in Heat Nation has to look at him and be like, all right, cool, cool, Pat. You know what? We cool. We believe in you again. Because we were really doubting, like, the direction that the Heat were heading and, and whether or not we would be able to sign, you know, top-tier free agents. You know, obviously we weren't going to get Kawhi. I think that he's going to end up re-signing. I, I, I didn't see us going after Chris Paul or something like that because, again, the, the money wouldn't have made sense, right? He re-signed already with Phoenix. Right. And, and even a guy like John Collins. You know, John- no, we're always thinking like Dane, you know. We were all hoping we would make a right. move at Dane or something like that. But, I mean, which that, Tech- that seems like a stretch. But at the same time, it's like, hey, we're already putting our eggs in these baskets. There's no more eggs to put around. Yeah, I mean, technically for this year, for these next two years, we're locked in. And so is Dame. Dame's locked into that deal in Portland. Maybe in two years, like I said, Kyle Lowry's older. He'll be 38. You know, the contract starts to expire. Maybe Dame's unhappy. Portland keeps losing. We have space. We'll we'll have money for cap. Like, I don't feel like that move is done because Pat's always looking for the next star that he can get in here. Doesn't matter how he's going to get him, whether it's a, a, a trade, a signing trade, a free agent. Pat's always looking for the next big guy to get in here. And I don't think he's going to be done in the next two years because this team as constructed, while it's very good, it's not a bad team. It's a it's a real good team, right? It It's not championship level yet. It's just not, you know? It's just not. And in order for us to get there, we would need to – Make another big signing. I don't unless unless and Lord Lord knows that I'm hoping this happens. Unless Bam turns into a freaking superstar where he averages 25 points or more per game, and it's like, all right, maybe we don't need to go get out and make a trade for something. Let's see what we have and see what can come to us. You know? Yeah. No, I, I definitely am with you there, man. That's it's, it, a, bro. it's a it's a big key of this of this uh, whole plan. Right, big part of it. That's. I mean, again, my dog is called the Godfather for a reason. And one person that we don't talk about enough is Andy Ellisberg. That guy is. I don't is. I don't have words for him, bro. Because yeah, Pam Pat gets the the glory. He gets the the pub. Right, everybody sees the moves and it's like ah, oh, the Godfather, Pat. Ah, da, da. Well, that's true. Pat's doing all the wheeling and dealing and talking. But the numbers is what matters, and that's what it comes down to. And Andy is the king of numbers when it comes to the Miami Heat, man. I don't know how this guy does it, bro. I don't know how other teams haven't tried to, like, pry him away from the Heat organization. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have, bro. And they've probably offered him stupid money and all types of stuff. But when you can be, like, a part owner of the Miami Heat, you kind of just stay here and and bask in your success and your glory, right? (laughs) Why go anywhere else? I mean, but he's a Heat original too, though, bro. I mean, Straight he's been up. around since we first came out in '88 or whatever. He's been around since then. Yeah, '88. To, to some capacity, he's he's been he's been with us now in the last seven years. But he was back with us back in the original launch of the franchise. So he's a G man, and he makes it happen for us. Thanks to that, that whole front office, man. I mean, the whole front office is. Just a bunch of killers, and I like it, man. If we're if we're not making moves, it pisses me off because it feels like everybody else is making moves but you. So it's nice to to know that we're the ones that people are talking about. That you know, hey, damn, these guys are making some moves this year. Hell yeah, bro! Especially after a how we went out, 
right? We had a rough year, completely up and down. B, we get into the playoffs, get swept by the Bucks. That shit definitely left a bad taste in every single Heat fan. Um, and then the unknowing, the uncertainty of where we were going, you know? And there was a lot of rumors about Lowry actually coming and whether he was coming or not. And you never really know until it actually happens. You know, and all the deals will become official on the 8th, um, all the signing trades and stuff like that, all the free agent deals that you guys heard about getting announced and stuff like that, all of that stuff will be taken care of beginning Friday, the 8th, and he will be an official squad that has some real good players on it, you know. I just saw some stats on Kyle Lowry, bro, which is incredible. <clears throat> Listen to this guy's stats in playoff elimination games, okay? Playoff elimination games. He's averaged 26 points per game, 5.8 assists with 5.6 rebounds, while shooting 46% from the field and 44% from three. Most clutch shots in the NBA playoffs under two minutes remaining, score within three, within three in the last five years. Mm-hmm. So this is a real tight game that we're talking about in the last five years. Number three, number three Kevin Durant at, with eight. Number two, LeBron James, 11 clutch shots. Number one, with 14 clutch shots made, Kyle Lowry. This is, mm. the, this is the guy that we're getting. We're getting a bona fide clutch-making bucket. Well, let me ask you this question. It's, uh, it's game seven of the NBA Finals. Who do you give the last shot to, Butler or Lowry? Lowry. He's a way better shooter than Butler, dog. And and it's not to say that Butler won't make that play. Not the shot. He won't make that play. But I just I just know that Kyle Lowry's a way better three-point shooter, a way better shooter in general. Now, if we're talking about going to the basket, like if we have to go to the basket to get a foul, then I'm going to... Who do you give the ball to on the last play of the game to make the play to win the game? Give it to Lowry. Fuck it. I give it to Butler. I would give it to Butler, too, but... I wouldn't be like a. We know that we we don't have a problem with either one of those guys taking a shot, right? Like we know, we know. <laughs> we, we're complete. We're we're like you know splitting hairs here. But yeah. Lowry, for me, for me, besides the stats that I just read about him being clutch, it's more the the ability to take your shot from anywhere, you know, and just create your shot off a dribble, quick crossover, pull up, and do it. Jimmy doesn't necessarily have that too much. He's not as fluid when it comes to that. So that's why I give the slight edge to Lowry. You know, he's just uh, point guards are usually smoother like that, man. You know, and 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 again, the better shooter of the two, without a doubt, is Lowry. So I'm gonna stick with Lowry. This is Jimmy's team. I want that ball in Jimmy's hand. It is Jimmy's team, but at some point, you know, Bam is going to be ending, ending up taking some of those clutch winning shots too because of the yeah, matchup. Yeah, he got, one. he got one this year. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, like, those opportunities are going to be coming more often to him because of who's going to be covering him, because of him uh, having the space, right, with a guy like Lowry on the floor with him, Butler on the floor with him, and Duncan on the floor with him, all these guys that can make shots now. Teams are not going to be able to key in on him or pack the paint which was a big problem. You know, Bam would take two dribbles or be his man off the dribble, and then the moment he gets close to the paint, it's like three more bodies just magically appear. That's not going to be the case this year because teams have to stay home on a guy like Duncan. They have to stay home on a guy like Lowry. Lowry lit us up three times this year that we played him. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like every time we played him, the guy had over 25 points. Yeah. He's, he's going to score. So teams are going to pay attention to that. Team Lau Bam is technically the fourth option on offense because you can go Lowry, Butler, Duncan, and then get to Bam. So those, right. those matchups that Bam is going to have is just incredible, like, advantage for a guy that has his speed, his athleticism, his dribbling skills, and his ability to finish at the rim. You know, it's not like he's laying it up. A dog funks it on people. He dunks it on yep. people. Nasty. So he's going to be able to do uh, that way more often, man. Aren't they uh, still playing in the Olympics? Yes. He's the USA team is still alive in the Olympics. Um, I just saw right now that the Heat Summer League team is actually playing against uh, LA on ESPN too. So um, when we're done, I'm probably gonna catch. Yeah, I'm probably gonna catch just to see Max Strauss balling on these fools. It's already in the fourth, I think. Oh, snap! Damn, I hate I hate missing games like that, bro. That's when you find yeah, some well, hidden we were, gems. We were winning. We were winning. It was like uh, 78, 77, I think. All right, all right. Let's see what happens. Yo, crazy, crazy free agency, man. There was a lot of moves and some still big moves to to happen, you know? Still big moves to happen. I'm I'm interested to see, like, what type of contract Lowry ends up, uh, not Lowry, uh, Kawhi ends up signing. A guy like John Collins from Atlanta, does he go back? Like, what type of money is he going to get? Well, Trey Young got his money. He got paid. And then... Steph got paid. He got another two hundred plus million dollar max contract. Smart, which was big. Smart. Um, Blake Blake Griffin resigned with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another big move? Uh, the Knicks. The Knicks made a couple moves, but nothing. Nothing that worries me to be honest with you. Uh, they got Derrick Rose, and uh, they got Nerlens Noel. Who else did they get? I, just, I can't remember. I think they resigned Derrick Rose to the Knicks. Which is yeah, not yeah. like that big of a, a move for Fournier is a I guess he's a good bench player uh, to have, right? He's a, a good Yeah, shooter. but not, not again, nothing that concerns me. Nothing. Nothing. You know, nothing. Well, some crazy moves, man. There's been some some crazy moves in free agency and it's not even over yet. It's not over, baby. It's not it's over. Just not started. I think I think the Heat are, are still like they still got one more move in them, you know? I feel like they're mm-hmm. they're gonna find a way to get one more move, you know, mm-hmm. bro. Real quick before we start to wrap this up, I just want to give a quick shout out to Chris Paul. He gets a lot of crap for being Chris Paul and not being a winner and never winning a championship. Man, I just heard something crazy today, and th- during this guy's career, off basketball alone, basketball contracts alone, this man has made over four hundred and forty million dollars. Only second to a guy named LeBron James. And my dog just, you know, and this is coming off of him signing a four-year deal worth $120 million with the Suns. This, and he doesn't even need all that, bro. He has that State Farm money. And they take care of him. So my dog is yeah. living the life, man. He is living right. the life, man. A big shout-out to, to him. I hope, you know, if you have a kid that's in basketball, it's not always about the talent. It's about being smart. It's about being determined. It's about having good business sense, knowing when to opt in, knowing when to opt out, knowing the rules and money situations around you. This this dog, this man has just made all the right moves in his career, and every single one has paid off on the yep. court and off the court, dog. Got to give that guy a big shout-out, man. Yeah, that generational wealth right there, bro. That's, that'll change your, your whole life and your family's life. Straight up, straight up, straight up. Damn, dog. 
We got Kyle Lowry, fool. <laughs> dope, man. That was dope. We got a whole new team, basically, you know? We got a brand new squad, bro. And I don't know about you, man, but I'm really excited for this next heat season to kick off, man. I'm just of course. I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. Of course I'm excited, man. I'm excited for everything that's coming our way, bro. This is going to be the best time of the year. We uh, we haven't even gotten into football yet, my friend. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. You know, I'm not stuck this weekend right now. You know we're coming with that heat, bro. We got that. We got the big hurricanes update that we're gonna do a little preview on. Obviously, with the NFL season kicking off in a, like two and a half weeks, three weeks, we got a freaking uh, first week of preseason football coming up too. Like it's crazy. It's right back. It's gone, and it feels we, we like it's gone college, forever. We got college football kicking off this weekend already. Yeah, man. We gotta we gotta get ready for some football. Get ready for some football, man. Yeah, I think I think we owe it to everybody to to go in. I think next week's episode, I think is going to be uh, a football dedicated episode. No doubt, man. No doubt. I know all my Canes fans and some of the other fans of other college programs that I'm not going to mention. But shout out to all my Canes fans. You know, we're coming with that heat and letting you guys know what we think of the season and maybe a little bit of insight of that. And of course, with the hometown Dolphins kicking off Tua. Got a lot of a lot of expectations, a lot of questions, and we're gonna answer all those questions on the next podcast, bro. When when we get together, yo. Before we get out of here, though, before you uh, you wrap this thing up, uh, how do you feel about the Marlins' moves? Uh, it was sad to see my Dominican brother Starling Marte go, but we knew that that was gonna be a move, right? Somebody was gonna end up leaving him. He left. Jimmy Garcia left. Uh, he ended up in a great team in Oakland, and the Marlins ended up getting a great, great prospect back. Um, that Losada kid, Larsardo kid, is is nasty, nasty left left handed pitcher. Um, has major league experience already, so this is a guy that we can just throw into the rotation. I, I believe he was getting ready to pitch either tonight or tomorrow, but to see the Marlins make those moves again just lets me know that they're on the right path. Now they're not just getting a guy in a trade and just saying, yeah, we'll see you in six New Year's, in six years. No, we're getting guys who are MOB ready, could be young, a little inexperienced, but have the talent to show what they're worth and what they can do. And for the Marlins, I think that's very exciting. So I'm interested in what the kid has to offer. Um, you know, it sucks to see a guy like Marte leave because he's such a stud. But we had to rebuild, and it was going to cost something. So it is what it I is. I like it. I, I, uh, I like the move. I like the move a lot. Uh, he's lefty for one. So obviously having a, a skilled lefty like that is always something you want to have. Um, number two, he's a hometown kid. He's from Parkland. So he's from down south. You know, he has a – you know, he's probably hopefully going to, you know, do what, what uh, the kid did for us when, you know, when he was still alive. And, you know, getting the fans passionate about Miami Martins baseball again, right? Yep. And uh, and last, I mean, he just debuted last night, and uh, he helped us snap a four-game losing streak by beating the Mets 6-3. I mean, talk about starting off on the right foot, right? Yeah, man. It's it, Again, this guy is has the potential to be a real star down here. Like you said, he, he has that connection with the community already where people know him. People are aware of his story and stuff like that from Stoneman Douglas. Like, it's it's going to be a move that pays off in the long run and short run because, it, like I said, he has the talent to be nasty and he has the ties to Miami to make him uh, a real hometown favorite, man. A real hometown favorite. 
Yeah, and I, and I want to shout out too. Uh, he had a little bit of help uh, from somebody that I'm always dogging in Lewis Brinson. Uh, just you know, I always call him Under Woman, but uh, he was able to help uh, Lazardo get that first win by uh, hitting a grand slam in last night's game. So shout out to to Lewis Brinson on that. Hey man, go out there and make the most of your opportunities, kid. You know we're we're obviously behind you. We want to see you do good, but you have to do it consistent. And now with Marte gone, maybe he has that opportunity to play a lot more and just be comfortable in that role where he can contribute to the team more often. He's never had an issue like being a a good hitter. It was more like a consistent hitter, you know. So, but he hit that grand slam, and that definitely helped us win, beat those Mets. Got to keep beating those Mets, man. Anytime we can play them and beat them, that's always a plus for me. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. But the Marlins are still struggling nonetheless. Uh, but I like the pieces, you know, moving forward. For sure. Uh, we, got, we got a lot of bright bright pieces, so get those guys playing right now while they can. For sure. Real quick before we wrap this up, Doug, who do you got this weekend's UFC card? Are you taking Derek Lewis or are you taking the Frenchman Ghani? Um, well, I'm a little uh, sad that we're not going to be able to see Amanda Nunes. Right. Uh, I guess that was due to COVID, I mean, COVID protocol. Yeah, they got to um, reschedule it. Yeah, I was really excited to see that. But, um, man, I got uh, I got Derek Lewis, man. I'll be honest with you. Uh, he's, uh, he's a scary guy. <laughs> you know, not to say that the, the, the Frenchman isn't. Um, but, you know, he has that one-punch one knockout ability, man. And I've seen this guy in battles where, you know, he looks like he's out of it and then that one punch just turns it all the way around. So I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a Derek Lewis win. I think so too, man. He he's just got that one touch power knockout where he doesn't even have to hit you flush. He can just finish you by tapping you, man. And I think he's gonna be able to pull the the, the trigger on that this Saturday and become the interim champ until he gets a chance to face Ngannou. So let's see what happens, man. But yeah, yeah, man, should be fun. But yeah, man, time to wrap this up, dog. I appreciate you joining me, even though the circumstances didn't allow us to be face to face as we do usually. Um, but the podcast came out great as always, bro. No doubt. As long as we're here delivering, man, just chopping it up and talking about what we love to talk about. I think, uh, I think we, you know, we got the right, the right recipe. So no matter how we're doing it. For sure. For sure. I'm with you, bro. And, uh, to everybody else, thank you so much for tuning in. This is another episode in the books. Um, make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast on our YouTube page. Check us out. It's live. It's streaming all the time. So anytime you want to see my ugly mug or Joel's ugly mug, check us out on YouTube and make sure to give us a subscription review on any streaming platform that you listen to reviews. Help us know how we're doing, where we can get better and what you guys want us to focus on. So drop one. Let us know what's up. And lastly, you know what you got to do. You got to tell a friend. To tell another friend. Another friend. And another friend about this dope ass podcast that we going that we got going on in Miami, man. Ain't nobody doing sports like we are. We got big things lined up for you guys. Make sure you guys are keeping in tune and checking us out on social media so you guys stay alert. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Peace.